to the Lunar and Obsidian Podcast. I'm Andrea, the Untamed Dame. I'm your Nordic Scald and your favorite hostess with the mostess. I can't wait to fill you in. Or last week at the beginning of last week's episode, episode two, I explained a little more of what Lunar and Obsidian is and the transformation of what the company is doing. And I split it up into two parts. So the second part is going to be rolled into right now. It's when you exercise this element of, of trust or exercise, I'm afraid of climbing this, this route. I'm X feet up on this route. And now I've gotten to a point where I'm uncertain the next hold or the next foot placement. I'm feeling unsure. Your mind starts going in circles and then you kind of create this self-doubt and then you have this moment of, fuck, can I even do this? That's when you're invited to fucking face that fear. What is it that you're afraid of? You pause, take some breaths. Breaths actually get you out of fight or flight and then you go in. And when you face that fear head on and when you come out on the other side of it is when you get more of that internal trust built. Seeing to believe within yourself that you are the badass that you fucking are. And it can be like a small scale, like I said, inside the gym. Uh, a run that you never thought you could do at certain uh, pace, anything. It's literally when your mind and body are working in tandem together is when I feel the, the most powerful. So with Lunar and Obsidian, I want to extend this outwardly from myself to you guys in offering online courses and training programs to support your favorite sports. So with the online courses, there are going to be a foundational level of information to make sure ideally that you're engaging in your favorite sport as safely as possible. And then a training program can be bundled with it. It'll be the foundational backbone of your physical body to be able to be supported to do your favorite sports, such as climbing, trail running, hiking, so long distance travel by foot, even hunting and ice climbing. There are so many amazing outdoor sports that you can do. And how many have either ended up injured or not been able to do the level that they thought they could, or they just don't believe in themselves that they can. But what about if you get educated? What if you actually train at a level that actually keeps you more in alignment of being as safe as possible for your body at least to do these more so-called dangerous recreational sports. And of course, that's why a lot of these people do it. They like to do it because they feel this adrenaline rush, this sense of fear, this sense of power within themselves. And so that's what Lunar and Obsidian is going to eventually offer. Obviously right now we just have a podcast going and we're growing the community and one of the other facets to this company is the Norse mythology and the Norse mythology being around these amazing gods, the lore, the heroes that are involved in it. It can give you little pieces to a roadmap for you to have an invitation to bring it into your own life. We're melding, we are infusing, we're forging, we're creating modern life that we live. Hello, Andrea is still a gamer and she still likes to go out and do badass stuff and feel like she's connected to the Northern peoples, the ancestors, but you can create that. You can have this life together 
where you're living a modern day society, but you're kind of rolling it back to being more of the primal, raw aspects of being a human, which is actually an animal, not a sophisticated fucking human that's supposed to wake up and go work for the man or the woe man or whatever the fuck you're working for. You are basically just a sheep, a herding animal working for a big machine and you're not getting fulfilled. Well, I'm inviting you to train and to get the fuck outdoors, to learn more about Norse lore, to incorporate some of these facets and even less lessons that you can extract from it into your life. I think it will be life-changing. And I feel like some of the, why I'm so passionate about this is I felt powerless. I never wanted to feel powerless again. I felt powerless in a dynamic that was completely out of my control. Felt it from family of origin and hierarchies that they created. And Andrea was on the the lowest part of the totem pole. (laughs) Even though I never really accepted that role or placement, I just, I never felt like I was ever seen or understood or in this place of being empowered to thrive in my own life. I had a unspoken role and placement that I never accepted. It made me feel the sense of powerlessness and it made me feel this sense of powerlessness even with um, some other abuses that I experienced in my life. And I never wanted to feel that again. And I needed the, through feeling that, the depths of that pain, I never wanted to feel that ever again. And a majority of my life I've been on this journey to learn skills to never feel powerless and to be the most empowered, to feel the most invincible, the most impervious. So through that sense of feeling powerless, seeing people that were in leadership positions that abused their power, I am in a leadership seat and I want to teach you how it feels to be empowered, to be the commander of your own life, to actually face your fears and to become the ultimate badass through physical movement. So hang tight, we've got more rolling and let's get to the episode. Okay, as I've said before, this podcast is gonna creep it real and we're gonna creep it real today. We're gonna talk about a little bit of mental health and some of my journey and I hope it inspires you, whether or not you've been on your own journey, haven't started your own journey, plan to start your own journey or have been further along into your journey. Either way, I hope this touches your heart just a little bit. As I mentioned in the previous episode, I had a fractured soul that began melding together in the outdoors. The little bit of detail that I'm going to share is that I was horrifically sexually abused for three years, starting at the age of three, and then I dealt with mental slash emotional abuse that took over from the time that that sexual abuse ended until I enlisted into the Marine Corps. So yes, I've legitimately been victimized many times. However, I don't carry victim mentality. I don't wanna stay trapped and I've chosen to face the hard shit in order to set myself free from all the years of pain. This freedom began when I chose to say yes to myself, even though psychotherapy, also known as talk therapy, I've seen seven counselors doing that over the years from when I was a child and it only got me so far. 
but I wanted to go a step deeper, a step further, and I wanted to heal. I don't want to say once and for all, but I do want to say I wanted to feel like I am the manager of my own life. I'm the one in the driver's seat taking my life where I want it to go. So I started doing EMDR therapy. Whether it was the first or second appointment with my current counselor, she's amazing. She's been doing this since 1993. I was like, I trust you. You know your shit. And I nosedived straight into it. And I have no regrets. I'm not going to say it's been easy, but I am going to say on the other side of it, it has been the continual choice to go in and face the hard stuff doing the EMDR. Um, it stands for Eye Movement and Desensitization Reprocessing Therapy. Um, when I chose to do that, continually knowing how hard it was to face these demons, even the demons that weren't mine, that is still being carried within me, also known as the pain, I set myself free. I unshackled one shackle at a time. The main focus was to get my entire system to calm down, basically get out of fight or flight. So what exactly is fight or flight? Fight or flight is actually also known as your sympathetic nervous system. It's best known for its response to dangerous or stressful situations. It's basically where your body automatically does what it needs to do to keep itself safe. So what does fight or flight look like within the body? Some physiological changes that take place is your heart rate elevates, your blood pressure increases, you can get flushed or pale skin, you'll have dilated pupils, you can be extremely on edge, also known as hypervigilance, um, where you're basically overly observant in dread waiting for something else to happen, which can keep you stuck. Your memories can be affected due to stress. It's basically your body is removing anything it doesn't need to survive at this point in time. And then you can experience trembling, just to name a few. And the intention for your body is to enter fight or flight for safety for an immediate perceived threat. Boom, should be done and over with within 10 to 15 minutes. If you're staying stuck in fight or flight, that's when anxiety happens, that's when other responses happen where your sleep is disturbed and so on. So in turn, Staying in fight or flight for so long can cause your nervous system to be completely dysregulated. So what does a dysregulated nervous system look like? You can have extreme or lack thereof appetite. You can have energy slumps or just being completely fatigued all the time. Your digestive function either is hyperactive or underactive. Your hormones get dysregulated. And then there is this sense of anxiety, nervousness, or frustration, also helplessness. And then just an overall feeling of being overwhelmed. Your sleep can be affected by having trouble falling asleep, waking up in the middle of the night, mood swings, your immune system lowering, which causes you to get colds, flu, and just feeling depleted constantly. And then also another huge symptom of a dysregulated nervous system are body aches, chronic pains, and soreness. So we also have a counter to fight or flight that naturally resides within the body. It can get completely shot though, like mine I learned later from my um, new medical provider. What that is, is it's called rest and digest, also known as the parasympathetic nervous system. 
So like I said, it's the counterbalancer that you should be living in more so than fight or flight. So what this parasympathetic or rest and digest system in your body does is it lowers your blood pressure, promotes better digestion, eliminates waste from the body, and helps you get into a better rest collectively. So some providers will call it vagal tone. Vagal tone is basically the measurement of how well your vagus nerve actually triggers your body into rest and digest. So if you have a lower vagal tone, that means you have poor emotional health and attentional regulation. And then if you have higher vagal tone, that means you have lower blood pressure, improved blood sugar regulation, improved digestion, better mood, reduced anxiety, reduced risk of stroke, and cardiovascular disease. So there's two other fight or flight responses that aren't mentioned as often, but I don't want to glaze over them. One is called the fawn response. The other is called the freeze response. The fawn response develops from a people-pleasing behavior to avoid conflict where you're avoiding yourself of your own needs to stay safe from the deemed threat. The other, the freeze response, is a state of immobility where one dissociates. So basically what that means is one can feel stuck in a certain part of their body, feel cold or numb, physical stiffness or heaviness of limbs, decreased heart rate, restricted breathing or holding of the breath. So if you've ever watched someone go <gasps> and they hold their breath to basically the top of their chest or like the bottom or the lower part of their throat, that is an example. A sense of dread or impending doom or foreboding. All examples of the freeze response. So both of these, the fawn and the freeze are also in the fight or flight response within the body. So if you're experiencing any of these, this is an indicator that your body is in a fight or flight state and it's now time to get out of that state so you can maintain a better quality of life. So as I've said, I've done tons of therapy and then doing this EMDR therapy, working with an amazing counselor. And the one thing I want to feel the most is empowered over my own life but then also have awareness as to what's going on with me. I don't always have control over what's happening, but I can have an understanding of what's happening to me or as a result of something. And then I can, from there, feel like I have the skills to know what to do to get myself out of that fight or flight state or a dysregulated nervous system state so that I basically am the manager of my own life. So yes, I see my counselor, but I see her once a week or once every two weeks, depending on the frequency. Either way, I still have plenty of days and hours without seeing my counselor. So I have to be the manager of my own life. And this is what I wanna impress upon you today is being able to manage your own life. You cannot control every situation, but you can have that awareness to how you respond to things that you feel are anxiety-inducing, stress-inducing, anything that just is uncomfortable, 
you can manage your own life and be empowered. You do not have to be the person that is just blowing in the wind, that when it blows east, you're going east. When it's blowing west, you're going west. That is a very helpless feeling, and you do not have to live that way. So what do I do to maintain or regulate my very own nervous system when it gets out of whack? Because life is life. Sometimes things don't always go as hunky-dory as I would love it to all the time. Like I said, I have to be the manager of my life and figure out what works for me. So here's a couple tips that I've learned that work for me, and it might be worth you giving it a whirl. Here we go. Moderate to intense exercise. For me, I have to move the negative bullshit out of my body, and I mean quite literally. You'll see me with earbuds in, heavy metal jamming, and an intense look on my face because that's just what happens when I'm moving the negative shit out. And I could tell you I've never regretted it. Another one is an electronic Sabbath, if you will. So limit your time around electronics. We tend to get overstimulated, especially when the notifications are constantly dinging, which creates overwhelm. So I'm not perfect at it either, especially this summer. But I make a huge effort to be in a state of calm reading before I go to bed so I can potentially get a great night's sleep and wake up feeling a little bit more refreshed. Then I'm starting my day out great. So it literally starts with the night before. Another one, kick it in the sunshine and nature. It boosts serotonin levels, which can help act as a mood stabilizer. And you guessed it, it can help with rest and digest. Boom. Also, the sunshine and nature can help support your circadian rhythm so you're getting in a better rhythmic cycle to sleep and when to be alert and when to be awake and when for your body to go, hey, it's time to go to sleep again. And then also it decreases cortisol, the stress hormone. Another one, kick it with your pets and loved ones. It boosts oxytocin, the love or happy hormone, raising your emotional state. Grounding is another one. Anything that requires your focus of the present moment aside from your to-do list is something that you should consider for grounding. And last one, spiritual practices. This one has been one of my favorites. A combination between journaling, which I do early in the morning. I wake up an extra couple minutes early just to get that journaling time in. Meditation or prayer are other ones. I literally don't care what your spiritual or religious practice is as long as you're not judging the shit out of others or causing others harm. So whatever enhances you to live your best fucking life, point your compass toward that and focus on it so that you can be the best elevated version of yourself. So here I have a couple questions that I'm gonna pose for you to hopefully answer for yourself being completely honest. Are you happy with your life in general? If what you're doing isn't working, why are you staying on the hamster wheel? If it's not working, why are you staying on the same cycle over and over, expecting to get different results? Do you act like the world is happening to you? There's always a crisis, there's always something going wrong. I have been there at certain points of time in my life when I was in fight or flight and I didn't know. So now through awareness, of how my body's responding and what my mind is doing, I'm able to do these practices that I've mentioned to get myself out of fight or flight because otherwise it's a victim mindset. I know that's not gonna be popular and it's gonna ruffle some feathers, but it's the fucking truth. 
So my question is, do you have a victim mindset or do you have an empowered mindset? The world is not happening to you. It's not trying to tear you down. Life is life sometimes, but when you grab it by the frickin' horns, regardless of where it's going, you're gonna be unstoppable because you're gonna see when you're faced with some adversity how fucking strong you can be if you allow yourself to be. Here's the truth, plain and simple. Like I've said before from the beginning of this podcast episode, I had a lot of shitty things happen to me over several years. I learned that no one can save you. Waiting for something to save you will keep you trapped. But if you have a willingness to save yourself, you can get somewhere. You can be the hero of your own story. How fucking awesome is that? I believe in empowering people, not coddling people. So I'll give you the truth. I'll tell you honestly. I'll grab your hand, and then it's your job to take the first step and keep the momentum going. For me, I like to thrive, and I like to fucking kick ass. I don't like being average, and I don't like going with the status quo. Why? Because I love to live my life authentically to me. Then I can put my head on my pillow, and I can go, you know what? Job well done, because I didn't live my life for anyone else. I do not believe in a sheep mindset, ever. So get up and take care of you. One crawl at a time before you begin to hit your stride. And then trust me, you won't regret it when you get that stride rocking and rolling. And I could say I'm the queen of this. This is a little piece I'm going to leave you with. It's not as many times as you've been knocked down. It's how many times you choose to get the fuck back up and fight. Doesn't matter how long you've been down before you reassess how to make your next move, but you get the fuck back up and you fight in this thing called life. Because you've got this, you're worth it, you can fucking do it. Now, let's rock and roll. If you've enjoyed this episode today, my request is for you to share with somebody that you think that could use some inspiration to unleash their inner badass. And I'll catch you guys next Friday.